longtime friends who bonded over one of the biggest forms of entertainment in the 90s have come back together to answer the common question. You still watch wrestling? Welcome back, fans. It's that time once again where we turn back the clock to answer the common question that we hear so very often. You still watch wrestling? Yes, and we're back to cover the lapsed years with the lapsed van. I'm your host, Sean Beckerman, a lifelong wrestling fan for over four decades now. Alongside with me is my buddy, Mr. Mike Warmby. hey Who we can call the lapsed fan. We brought Mike back in to cover the last two decades of professional wrestling that he has missed. And we're back today to cover WWECW, as a lot of fans have dubbed it. This is WWE's revival of extreme championship wrestling. This was per your request, Mike, as you wanted my to request, understand. Yes. What was that? My request, yes. Yes, my what request. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. You wanted to cover ECW ECW, yeah, the returning and then the demise of it, right? And, yes, it, it, leading and into what, NXT. And what NXT is and you know, explain yes. all that to me. So this is probably from like 05 leading into 09, 08, 09, around that range. So we'll cover that. We've discussed ECW multiple times in the last few WrestleManias as they were involved in WrestleMania, you know, at at certain points. But we marked that the last WrestleMania, WrestleMania 25 that we covered, was the final appearance of ECW on the brand. So that's what prompted Mike to learn about the revamped, ECW brand in WWE. So Mike, right, what, because what's like what's the yeah, point? Why 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 did they stop producing WC ECW? Like what's the well, point of that? It was such a a name brand, right? Everybody that, likes ECW. Why stop it? Well, they went out of business because you know they were uh, to this day you still see remnants of ECW in, in professional wrestling on television, right? And now, I mean, even even my cats are flipping out right now over ECW. <laughs> but the different what happened was that when I business, Paul Heyman was not a good businessman. He was a good creative mind, but right. didn't know how to run ECW. Uh, so in turn, they went out of business. They went bankrupt, and WWE purchased e- the 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 leftovers of ECW. That's what led into the invasion angle, where it was WCW and ECW against the WWE, which we you were around for. Yeah, I which that. you know those it was great. kind I of like tail end, you know, of yeah of your tenure. So ECW was gone for for years, a few yeah. years. Um. And then, uh, well, 2001 was the death of ECW. Right. I remember Then there was lingering. The memories of, of, of the hardcore fans were lingering. Um, and there, there were talks of ECW maybe coming back one day under, under WWE. Uh, but it was more hope than expectation of fans. So, But in January 2003, uh, the WWE actually purchased the full library of ECW. It wasn't just, you know, the, you know, the trademarks you know the dudleys the sandman all those names they actually mm-hmm. purchased the library in preparation for their on-demand 24 7 service which that was the goal to have on-demand content you know right. like you would for hbo or showtime etc so that was the plan they purchased 2003 the library and in turn they produced a, uh, a dvd documentary called the rise and fall of ecw and this was before you know we'll, we'll cover the Miz's story right you know, before all those documentaries I, you see on Peacock yeah. now. Um, right. This was very ori- original for its time and of its kind. So this documentary style was not really around. Because if you remember, we bought the big three, four disc DVDs. The career of Ric Flair mm-hmm. came out around that time. Yeah, I remember those, yeah. I remember going to Best Buy and buying those with you. Yeah, exactly. So this rise and fall of ECW was huge. This is one of their top selling DVDs of all time. So, this such a following. Started, ECW had such yeah. a following. It was yeah. that, you know, that cult, almost a cult following. You know, it was underground wrestling that had great wrestlers and they had put on great matches. And they yeah. wanted to see that on the mainstream through WWE. Exactly. So, this stirred interest in bringing back the ECW brand. So, as we get into that, Mike, you can follow us socially at Still Wrestling. Uh, also, you still watch wrestling podcast underscore on Instagram. So on Twitter, find us under at still wrestling. Um, also, you can search us under our uh, separate handles at Sean Beckerman and at MSW 26. 
And you can search You Still Watch Wrestling Podcast on anywhere that you find your podcasts. So, Mike, we come down to it now. There were talks about ECW possibly coming back. This is when you had Raw, SmackDown, the two separate brands. So due to the popularity of the DVD overall and its success, there was some talk about bringing back ECW, not permanently, but maybe for a one-night stand. And this was the idea of Rob Van Dam, where he was the one pushing, you know, to, to the backstage officials, Vince, let's bring back ECW. Let's have a reunion show. So this was very hot and popular. Right. It was like retro so, almost, right? Yes. So on June 12th, 2005, ECW one-night stand emanated from the venue that was synonymous with the original Extreme Championship Wrestling, the Hammerstein Ballroom in New York City. I, I was hoping to go, but I was busy at med school at the time, so I didn't have time to, to attend, unfortunately. However, it was the smell of nostalgia that people wanted because it was one of the buildings ECW ran, and this was a WWE paid-for-show, Right. but that's, that was ECW. So, yeah, that's, pretty, that's, pretty, that's pretty sweet. That's pretty cool. Yeah. So from the first moment of the broadcast, you felt the atmosphere of ECW. You could tell right away, this is, wow, this is the ECW ropes. This is the ECW turnbuckle. This is not WWE, because people no. thought maybe you'd see a WWE ring that looks like ECW. We would get that to come. Right. But I'm going to play for you now. This is courtesy of WWE on YouTube. Joey Styles making an emotional entrance during ECW One Night Stand. Joey Styles, for the first wow. time, introducing ECW to virtually the world and the WWE, right. you know, universe. The, main, the mainstream, the mainstream. Yeah. Really. So we'll play this for you right now. So you get a feel of the ambiance. So you see the play the ECW music. Yeah, backdrop. Yeah, the ECW entrance. You know, because people weren't sure what version they would see. Even Atlas Security, which was the, the security for ECW. Look at that, that's awesome. Too bad they don't do like go back to you know arenas like this anymore. This event was a home run, Mike. This was yeah. a hit. And East Joey Styles would work be, be a commentator on Raw. You know he would right. expand and, and, and work behind the scenes too on WWE.com. Yeah, it's emotional. This was big because. ECW went out of business without much fanfare. The frustrating part about this yeah. was Rob Van Dam brought this to fruition, but he couldn't compete because uh, he had a leg injury. Hello, uh. But he would be there with a passionate speech. Yeah. There was about 2,500 fans in attendance. So you get the ambiance right there, Mike, right? Yeah, it's awesome. It had everything. Balcony dives, crowd dives, broken tables, tons of high spots, cheese graters, barbed wire, blood, things you wouldn't (laughs) think you'd see with WWE behind it. Singapore canes, you know, interference, you know, run-ins, fecal chants, you know. (laughs) Wow. Uh, Chair shots to the head, you know, which... Well, of course, really or no nos now, right? Yeah, cat fights, uh, plus a heartfelt Paul Heyman promo, which we'll get into right now. And I, I was gonna take the high road and just say thank you and leave. Don't take the <laughs> high road, Paul. But I have something to the commentators. Say to you. Yeah. We'll talk about that. It was there. JBL. The was JBL, there. yes. You see, I've waited a long time to say this to you, Eric. Because the commentators were. Uh, Eric Bischoff's Mick, there, too? Yes. Mick Foley and Joey Styles are the commentators. That's cool. There he is. Look at Why is. So Ron Smackdown were involved because they felt they wanted to interfere and ruin ECW. I right. think they thought maybe they needed those stars there to have yeah, some yeah. to be in there. 
Love that chant, that ECW chant. Yes, I think you're right. They just they thought maybe they needed to have these WWE stars. Is Coach? Yes, Coach. <laughs> I say you screwed Matt. Nobody really cheated on uh, right. Lita. That's three words. <laughs> yeah. That's when Matt Hardy was, he was at the time, I think WWE, he said so that was three. <laughs> Edge, but... He was WWE what? Continental, Intercontinental Champion? Matt Hardy? Yeah. What are they chanting? I can't understand. F U Edge, you know. Gotcha. And this is like JBL. They were drunk. They were drinking. Oh, for sure. JBL was drunk. That's my guy. The only reason you were WWE champion for a year is because Triple H didn't want to work Tuesday. Paul Heyman was always so great on the microphone. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, they'll bleep that out real quick. Yes. So, what do you think of that? That was great. That was. It's, it makes me like really nostalgic. You know, I, I really want to see more ECW stuff. Yeah. I'm excited. I'm excited for this. Yeah. So, I mean, Rob Van Dam had a great promo. You know, talking because he had a torn meniscus. So he couldn't wrestle on the show, you know. This was his creation, you know, or his nice creation, but his, his um, idea. Yeah, his idea. So he had a talking segment on the show. So you know, since RVD was the driving force, um, he didn't have the opportunity to wrestle, but he talked about it revitalizing his his motivation in professional wrestling. Because yes, you go to WWE, the Invasion, you kind of get into that WWE mindset. So this kind of revitalized him and he'd be, a, he played a big part in the following years when I'd stand because the success of this, they brought it back a following year. Oh, wow. Yeah. So he said that when I mentioned the idea to Vince about doing the one I'd stand show, uh, it's a reunion show where ECW alumni alumni could be seen the way we want it to be seen just for one night. And Vince said it was a great idea. So they called all the old ECW wrestlers, Spike Dudley, Taz, you know, because Taz was doing commentary on SmackDown. Right. And a lot of the wrestlers said, yeah, we'll do it, but it's not going to happen. They didn't think it would be possible. And it did happen. So uh, Lance Storm and Chris Jericho open up the show. Lionheart oh, Chris Jericho. Nice. Which is funny because as of this recording, uh, we just saw this past week, Lionheart Chris Jericho wrestled in AEW. He shaved yeah. the full shave. He had the hair. Yeah. Well, you know, he wrestled. He lost. In, in a main event. Yes, but... You know, he was Lionheart, and he yeah. was Lionheart here for, for, for the match with Lance Storm. Uh, Tajiri, Little Guido, Full-Blooded Italians, super crazy. You know, all the top stars of ECW. Uh, they also did an ECW Remember segment, paying tribute to those that weren't with them anymore, including Chris Candido, Terry Bam Bam Gordy. Uh, Masato Tanaka and Mike Awesome won a standing ovation in a brutal match, which they replicate a lot of their matchups in ECW power bombs through tables etc then in the main event uh bloodied ecw original and the heartbeat of ecw tommy dreamer 
Tommy Dreamer. Was put through a flaming table by the Dudley Boys, as it was the Sandman and Tommy Dreamer teaming up to take on the Dudley Boys. Uh, so it was something that, you know, it, it, it was interesting to see both groups, you know, in terms of the ECW originals with the WWE or the ECW wrestlers that are now rebranded WWE superstars, you know, competing against each other in this ECW environment. Um, but of course, like we just mentioned before, WWE had to have a little stamp in there. So they had some raw superstars, <laughs> some SmackDown superstars. So we heard Paul Heyman speak. Now it's time to hear one of your favorites. Now JBL having All his right. little segment on ECW One Night Stand. Now this took place a year later at 2006. Oh man, there he is. A year later. Now Taz is, is commentating. Right. 2006. Into JBL's town of New York and embarrass this business. Hey, he's from Texas. Hey. <laughs> he's so from Texas. while we're hearing him, so Stone Cold Steve he's Austin came here. out at the end too because he was an ECW guy for a brief time. Right. Oh, well, okay. So that's guys cool. Came in battling with the ECW guys. Taz came out. Then Stone Cold Steve Austin came out. They drank that's beer. Cool. The ECW guys celebrated. Um, but JBL actually got into a real fight with the Blue Meanie in the ring. A real fight? Yeah, he broke the nose, gave him a black eye, Blue Meanie. Now they're good friends, but JBL was really heated and hated ECW. Hmm. I sat in that ring, that ring right there last year, one year ago, everybody's going So the the buy rate was about, I think around 340,000 buys, which was on par, if not better, than a lot of... WWE's non-big four pay-per-views, you know, right, for Rumble, yeah. WrestleMania, SummerSlam, etc. So, you know, there was some talk that maybe there's some legs here, and this is where Shane McMahon comes into play because the original idea was 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 thought to be Shane McMahon working with Paul Heyman and having ECW be a third brand, a separate, but not on like Raw, SmackDown, that type of level, kind of a way for maybe up-and-coming stars to learn right. and maybe eventually go to Raw SmackDown, what would become right. NXT, which we'll talk like a, about in like a, a bit. Farm, like a farm in a way. system. And ahead of its time, Shane McMahon wanted to, the show to be exclusively on WWE.com, internet only, not oh, on TV. Cool. That's right? a, so this that is was, 2006, yeah. you said, right? Yeah. yeah. So that's so it, way ahead of its time, yeah. yeah. So in 2006, they decided to bring back One Night Stand once again. And this time we mentioned Rob Van Dam being Mr. Money in the Bank, right? Winning the winning the at WrestleMania, the Money in the Bank. Right. He decided to cash it in against at John ECW? Cena. Yes. At ECW. At, oh wow. Instead of making it um, a, a surprise, he said, "I want my match against John Cena for the championship." Well, why would have John, Why would John Cena be at this match? Was he in WCW? Because he was WCW? WWE champion. No, so. They, but they, how, how do they get him there? Like, how do they get John Cena? Who's just there to watch or something? Well, no. They, he challenged him. He said, oh, I, want to, I want to take my title shot and face you at why I stand for the title. Oh, uh, okay. Surprised. Gotcha. That he called when he wanted his title shot to be. Because with gotcha. Money in the Bank, you can do that. You can schedule a match when you, when you want to. Uh, okay, or you can interfere cool. when you want to. That's so he cool. wanted to be on ECW. So, when I stand. So, Robin Dam last year couldn't wrestle. Had a promo. This year, he's in the main event wrestling John Cena. So this was really when it was announced that ECW would return, but this time it would be on the Sci-Fi Network, and it would oh, be filmed wow. or seen live after a recording of SmackDown. Okay, so so not what Shane's vision was. This right. bring it. It would be a third brand, not a feeder, a third brand. On that would be on the Sci-Fi Network. Yes, on Tuesday nights. On Tuesday night. But they filmed it after SmackDown. Yes, live. So they film, okay. they record SmackDown for two yeah. hours. Then yeah. they go live at 10 o'clock for ECW on Sci-Fi. So gotcha. this was leading into that. So you had a lot of WWE wrestlers now on the ECW One Night Stand card. Um, so it was as much as a tribute show as now a relaunch of the ECW brand under WWE. So you had the big show compete. Randy Orton competed. But the big match was the main event. Cena rv date where there was a big sign which we may see in this in this clip that said if cena wins we riot <laughs> some of the fans are gonna flip if john sure cena they wins would. they hated cena cena threw out a shirt into the crowd they threw the shirt they back threw it at back cena. wow yes. so we're gonna play uh courtesy of wwe on youtube paul Heyman counts the pinfall for rvd in his wwe 
championship match. It's the last four or five minutes of the match. So you see they darken the crowd a little bit more than the previous yeah. year in certain ways. So they would have that darker feel because they'd still be filming in arenas for ECW on right. sci-fi, but they wanted to have the small arena feel, so they actually darken the crowd Sounds, yeah. make That's it cool. look smaller. Yeah. So it's at the uh, Hammerstein, Hammerstein yes. Ballroom still. Yeah. And John Cena is the, playing the bad guy here in a way. The fans hate him. They want Rob Van Dam to win. And no one, right. I mean, they were thinking, how can Cena win in this arena, right? Right, yeah. They'll kill him. So this took place June 11, 2006. And ECW on Sci-Fi would debut June 13th, two days later. This was on wow. a Sunday, and this debuted two days later at the new show. So this was basically the launch right. of ECW on Sci-Fi. On Sci-Fi. And remember, the year prior, we said we saw the Sandman, the main event, Team the Tommy Dreamer. They had yeah. to enter Sandman theme. Oh, Things wow. would change now with ECW and Sci-Fi. The Sandman could not come out to the, enter Sandman Now, theme. would like Rob Van Dam would just wrestle on ECW? Yes. Okay. But what you see here was he was WWE champion. So they actually so brought can... the they, he, he decided to be the ECW champion. Oh. And that's how they kind of built that in where he was right. WWE and ECW champion. But Nick Patrick from WCW, you know, was now on the SmackDown brand right. as a pseudo heel referee. Rey Mysterio uh, took on Sabu for the World Heavyweight Championship at, at this event. Pay-per-view buys did drop, uh, but roughly around had 300,000 buys, so it was a little bit lower, not too much, uh, but still was viewed as a commercial success, and they thought this would be reason to believe ECW could flourish with its he- full-time return right. to the pro wrestling calendar. Someone interfering. Nobody knows who that is. It's like Edge. Is that Edge? Yep. Who is this? So Edge is and it? Cena, we're in a heated rivalry at this time. So this is a way to get Edge a reason for Cena to lose. Right. You know? Because Edge Cena was rivalry with Edge. Yeah. Edge and Cena, they were like top foes at this point. Okay. I was signing up for this frog splash. They're saying thank you, Edge. <laughs> We're last. RBDC's opportunity here. Right. So uh, Mick Foley no longer commentating. Mick Taz would commentate now because Taz, Taz would leave SmackDown to go to ECW and commentate with Joey Styles. Oh, cool. You have a timeline how long they did that for on Sci Fi? How long yeah, were they we'll on Sci Fi? Okay. There's no referee. Frog splash. And Heyman decides to come out. And Rob Van Dam will become nice. That's awesome. That's awesome. Right on on ECW territory. Yes. That's cool. See, see the sign if Cena wins we arrive. Yeah. <laughs> call it an ECW, ECW champion. champion yes. And they're using his WWE theme one of a kind right. you know which That's I cool. like the theme you know it yeah. kind of fit you know it wasn't Pantera theme but so you see Rob Van Dam ECW champion as we roll into that was cool. the debut of ECW on Sci-Fi June 13th, 2006. So early on, it appeared that uh, all is what it was not anticipated to be with the show. 
as what they wanted and is what they not did not the, get. Yes, the Sci-Fi Network wanted some sci-fi part of the show. I don't. Yeah, I so, don't get this. We introduced to you the debut show, The Zombie. He's a wrestler. He's a wrestler. The zombie is a wrestler. Yes. It's not really sci-fi. It's horror. Yeah. <laughs> so, if you notice, they moved the entrance to ECW on the side. Yeah. They don't show the SmackDown entrance, so they want to look more. Right. Like a smaller venue, so they move the entrance right. to the side. Move the commentators to a different position to have make it look feel different. But right. it's the see WWE ring, WWE yeah. ropes. Yeah, it's a little different. Yeah. The zombie. It should have been like an alien. Like, that's more sci-fi. Yes. Zombies are not really sci-fi. And we saw this, and people said, okay, this is not going to be ECW that we know. This is not the ECW we uh, we, we are accustomed to. <laughs> yes. Right, even the commentators are laughing about it. This guy was seen once, and he goes to comic conventions to this day. ECW Zombie had one appearance. Seriously? He made a and career. Here's, here's he made the Sandman's a... theme. His WWE theme. Gotcha. And he's going to wrestle the zombie? I would call it wrestling. Beat him up. <laughs> I wouldn't call it wrestling. <laughs> Oh my goodness! Yeah, that's a beat. That's a beating. Yes. Look at all the dust come off, coming off that stick. So it went up being from an alternative to turning ECW into a third brand, you know, a lesser brand that was no different than Raw SmackDown. Right. And you know, part of the, the show was with the deal of having. Um, ECW around is that they would take some superstars from Raw and SmackDown. So the, one of the big things they did was take Kurt Angle and move him to ECW. Paul really? Wanted, yeah. And Vince said, you know, Kurt said, well, I'm going to make less money. I'm going to wrestle this because they said you're going to wrestle in smaller venues. Right. You know, and you'll make less money, but I'll pay you more when it comes to the pay-per-view. So it'll even out. And he did. He lived up to it. Right. Kurt was saying, I'm going to make less money. You see, so, Kurt Angle was on ECW. Yes, that's so wild. The good thing with him, though, he he got away from the the, the funny Kurt Angle. It was more mm. they call him the wrestling machine. So he was more oh, of a so serious. Changed, okay. You know, uh, se- the he serious. He changes character. He changes character. Yeah. So he he wrestled, I believe, just incredible. Did the headbutt? You know. Um, Is it the Brooklyn Brawler? Yes. So this was in August of two thousand and six. Yeah, talk about like stringing out a gimmick. The Brooklyn Brawler has a gimmick yes. for uh, how many years? And the fans hated him because right. this is WWE. You know, this is WWE character. It's not ECW. Yeah. Right. And the ECW fans love Kurt Angle because he's legitimate. He's a badass. Right. Well, you're biased also to buy that. You're biased. Of course. You have to watch his, his autobiography was on A&E last week. Oh, yeah. I have to, I'll have to... Give it a glance. It was good. Yeah. He's going to have a special documentary on uh, A&E next year. You oh, see cool. Kurt Angle here. He's, he had this one, he started using the mouth guard and more serious Kurt Angle. Right. But what turned the tide of ECW was, was basically Rob Van Dam himself as well, as he created it in a way. Mm-hmm. People bl- not blame him, but say he was one of the reasons why it was destroyed in some capacity. Right. So this is when he and Sebu were driving between shows, July 1st, 2006. This is just a few weeks after debuting right. ECW. They were caught speeding. So upon being pulled over by the police, they had a substantial amount of pot. Oh, geez. And different types of pills, which were found inside the vehicle. This is your WWE champion. This is like if John Cena be pulled over, right? You know, yeah. Or now Roman Reigns being pulled over, you know. So that right. was big, and pot was different then as it is now, you know. So within a few days, uh, at the following Raw and the ECW TV taping, Rob Van Dam dropped both championships, the ECW, ECW and WWE and the WWE Championship. Yes. Oh, so. Man. 
you would think, okay, maybe Kurt Angle will get the championship, right? No. Right. No. Who would you who would you think would be a suitable fit for the championship? Uh, if not Rob Van Dam, not Kurt Angle. I don't know. I'll say no. I would um, J- about, not JBL. JBL. How about the Big Show will be champion for five months in ECW? The Big Show. Yes. Was who screams ECW more than the Big Show? Right. <laughs> I would say. Uh, they, they had no idea who they yeah. wanted to be the ECW champion. On that show we were watching, it was actually Batista versus The Big Show at an ECW event at the Hammerstein Ballroom. So automatically, wow. you can see, they were filtering in WWE guys in ECW right away. Thoughts, comments, questions? I, 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 you know, it's because they really had no idea what to do with, with The Big Show, and so they gave him ECW's championship. Is that why they gave him that? Like what? You know what for? What's the point? And why not? Why? How did he become the champion? They just gave it to him, or did he win it? Like no, a he, tournament? he won it. Yeah, so against who? Um, well, you want to go back to we'll show you footage of that happening. <laughs> because you know, was the Big Show ever? Well, he was. Was he ever WWE champion? The big show? Um, yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He Multiple was. Times. Okay. So he actually beat Rob Van Dam, but I want to show you. We're going to fast forward towards the end. Frog splash on Big Show. Oh, so how, this is how they this did it? This is when he was still over 500 pounds. So Paul Heyman go to the pin, and he stopped. Paul Heyman aligns with Big Show. Oh, he, he, tur- he, turn- yeah. he turns on He turns on Rob. Yeah, and people think, oh, geez, what is this, right? Yeah, why? So, now was another, it was it known why they were doing it though? Did people did people know why they were doing that? No, they, Not because they of, thought no they were swerving media. fans. They thought maybe they'd hate Big Show enough that they'll like the fan favor from ECW, but right. it, it, it it automatically it put a, a dark cloud over ECW. It so didn't let's work. rewind back to Ric Flair being on ECW. Really? Okay? Yes. Taking Rick on the Big Show. Ric Flair. Yeah. Don't tell me Ric Flair was W ECW champion. No. Okay. No. But Ric Flair on ECW. That's weird. This is he wearing the night the, the Nature Boy ninety? No. No. Not here. No. That's weird. This is a weird weird makeup. ECW. Ric Flair and the Big Show. Is it right? It's kind of weird. Ric Flair versus The Big Show in ECW. Yeah, it doesn't make sense. And this is when he's ECW champion. This is like uh, this is like a multiverse here. It's like yes. that's what it is. It's like a multiverse thing happening here. So that's the entrance. We're going to now go to the part two of it, where, of course, Ric Flair's busted open, as usual. Yeah. Oh, I got the famous Ric Flair low blow. Yes. Twice on the Big Show. So Big Show won the title in July, and he would hold it for five months, leading into December, which was December to dismember, one of the worst pay-per-view events ever in WWE. It's like 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 buy-wise, or just buy-wise. The show was running short. Oh jeez, that was really the demise, I think, of ECW. Right. Ric Flair with a trash can. Ric Flair with a trash can. Wow. Right now we're watching Big Show vs. Ric Flair, July 11, 2006. ECW Part 2 of 2. To follow this on YouTube. Right now we're around the 2 minute, 5 second mark. We'll fast forward this. Gotta love the chair, the chairs and the garbage cans. Yep. That's only one way to take out the uh, Big Show, right? Yep. Three minutes, oh, twenty-five choke, seconds in. Choke choke slams. Slams. And this is this is when Flair was. Yeah, thumbtacks. Flair's going through. And this Ow. is when he wrestled Edge in ladder matches. You know, wow. this was two thousand and six. So, you know, sixteen years ago, Flair was seventy-three Rick. minus sixteen. You know, fifty-seven. Yeah. Fifty-seven-year-old going through thumbtacks. Still, yeah. Choked him out. Big Show choked him out. Yes. 
out of this match and still ECW World Heavyweight Champion. He's not done with him. He's gonna break him in half. Yes. Throwing on the thumbtacks. We'll fast forward to six minutes fifty seconds. Nice. Rick Flair being taken away. So as you saw, we had Batista show up, Ric Flair, and it leads us to December to dismember. One of the worst. December to dismember. Yes. Is that what they called it? Yes. Because in the original ECW, they had November to remember. So they created right. December, to, which featured the Elimination Chamber. We, I've showed that to you before. Was right? that Hardcore because, Holly? Yes. yes. Hardcore Holly was in yes. ECW. Yes. So Rob Van Dam was in it. People thought RVD was going to win it, now, possibly, or maybe a new guy would win it. And in turn, a new guy would win it. Hardcore Holly? Not hardcore. Ah, too bad. So the difference with uh, this event was with this elimination chamber was that they had extreme like equipment, like weapons, chairs, weapons inside. Yeah, yes, that's what made it extreme. So in this match would also be CM Punk, who would debut in ECW. So this was a partly of Shane McMahon's vision, where a lot of the wrestlers from Florida Championship Wrestling, yeah, Ohio Valley Wrestling prior, you know, um, Heartland Wrestling, would get their start in ECW possibly, and CM Punk was one of those. One of the I things that boggled my Yeah, but see, I still don't like. I only know CM Punk through like, like him, him as a host of TV shows. I, I really yeah. have to watch it. Which we'll get into a separate, yeah. separate edition. So uh, he just redebuted again on AEW. Yeah, it's unreal. So, Sabu, right? You never heard Sabu talk, right? In ECW, no. yeah. what did we have him do? They had him talk. That's the last. Probably, thing I was gonna say, big mistake. <laughs> big mistake. All the mystique, because you like Sabu, because he never talked. Was he mute? Yeah. You know, he used to come out with the head of Electra mask, you know, being strapped into a, a yeah. journey. A little crazy. So they do it like a whole draft thing where they had we drafted they drafted uh, wrestlers into ECW. Yeah, so they would be a part of the ECW rock that that the draft roster. So they would go Frost, okay. SmackDown, ECW. So Harker, Holly, Rob Van Dam, they were all ECW. Yes. And there's CM Punk. So people thought CM Punk, this would be ECW His, champion. Right. You know, they thought he'd be ECW champion. And he was coming from what Ohio, Ohio Valley Wrestling. Yeah, well, yeah, which we'll go into his whole career. Okay. So who wound up winning the match was Bobby Lashley. Oh wow! So Big Show lost the title. Bobby Lashley winning the championship. But um, as the event approached, it was noted that only the Extreme Elimination Chamber main event and one other matchup, a tag team match between Raw and SmackDown talent, not ECW, which no. was Eminem, uh, Morrison, and Mercury. Versus the Hardy Boys have been booked. That's it. Only two matches set on a pay per view. You expect you to spend forty bucks for thirty bucks, whatever the case may be. So the the only uh, end up selling only ninety thousand pay per view buys for the for the pay per view event. They only they had, had over two thousand. They only had two matches scheduled. That was on on docket. Yes. So wow. Uh, at this point, you could say the wheels were off the wagon in a way. Paul Heyman tried twice to resign from his position as lead writer of ECW, but it wasn't accepted. <laughs> they wanted to resign. <laughs> They're like, no. ECW lost its identity and values. Heyman wanted to be as far away from that product as possible. Uh, from the slow, is the slow and sad demise of, of, of ECW as the years yeah. went on. Um, the chamber match, um, some say was entertaining, and Lashley walked away as a new face of the brand and the champion. So pushing new guys and Blashley now is a top star in WWE. Uh, but the rest of the card was met with with hatred in a way where it was just seemed disorganized. Uh, it doesn't so, make sense. It doesn't make sense that I guess I guess because Heyman was writing for ECW and they weren't but pushing he was, it. He was, he, but he was battling against Vince McMahon. He would, right. he would write stuff. Vince would edit it. Gotcha. Uh, it was going still going through a WWE filter. A Vince McMahon filter. So ECW wasn't ECW anymore. Everyone knew it. You know, so over the, ne the course of the next few years, uh, the brand suffered from being a poor version of either SmackDown or Raw and then simply became 
the developmental television show for new prospects, what Shane McMahon wanted, but not the edgy version of it, a more watered down, watered down, yeah, dumbed down version of, of, of that mentality. So, a glance at some of the champions who held the ECW title from 2007 on Kane, Mark <laughs> Henry, Jack Swagger, who's Jake Hager, Christian, Ezekiel Jackson, who's not in WWE anymore, uh, and it was CM Punk, you know, but oh, yeah. those, you could get a vibe of where ECW was going. And then Mark at one Henry. point, tell me who you would not Mark. think would become ECW champion. Well, you know, I, I wouldn't think Mark Henry would be ECW champion. I definitely wouldn't have thought Kane was. Was The Undertaker ever ECW champion? So Bobby Lashley. Right. No. Big man, no. right? Right? Yeah. Who would defeat Bobby Lashley? Oh, God, not Vince. Mr. McMahon. With a do rag, that's extreme Vince with a do rag. Extreme Vince. This is when he has head prison. Remember, that's prison Vince. Yes. All right. So Amaga's involved here, and Vince McMahon would become ECW champion. I think it was way of Vince's way to shit on the legacy of ECW. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is like it, it is, and that's exactly what he was doing. He's like he's he's saying I own ECW. That's it's yes. it's what I it's what I call it. Is that Shane O'Mac? not yours. Yes, Shane McMahon was involved. It was a three-on-one match. Oh, three against, Bobby. Three against so it wasn't Bobby just Lashley. Vince McMahon himself. Yeah, but of course, Vince uh, took the pin. Therefore, is ECW champion. And Vince would strut around with the title, you know. Sure, he did. Of course. He called Booker T the N-word, you know. Oh, yeah, I remember that. I saw that recently. Yes. This was at Backlash, so the ECW title is being defended at Backlash. Oh, this is after uh, WrestleMania, right? Yeah, we're watching. Mr. McMahon defeats Bobby Lashley for the ECW Championship right there right. on WWE's <laughs> YouTube page. Wow. Mr. McMahon and, and, is And everyone ECW. knew at this point that... ECW's a joke. Yeah, yeah, yes. It's a joke. So ECW was taken off life support for the final time and officially expired, Mike. In February of 2010, so from its glory, from from its glorious heydays in the late 90s and 2000, it was finally over. That's a shame. Bob Van Dam said it best: "The demise of ECW made me probably more disappointed than anything else related to wrestling in my career, wow. his entire career." So there were rumors that WWE filed a trademark for the term NXT, and there was talk of rebranding ECW, keeping the time slot on Sci-Fi. Rebranding the product to NXT to feature more of the developmental talent. So one mm -hmm. day, with no fanfare, Mr. McMahon comes on television and says, "ECW is over." That's all he did. That's yes. Randomly oh, shows up on ECW. It says, "This is the last show." There is the chairman of the board. Doesn't even come to the ring. Goes to the he just, he just stands at the top yes. there. Yes. <laughs> I just I just read that they found more uh, money he was giving out. Yeah, five mil. Another five million to people, more person. Again, not illegal. I would like to not illegal. No, just frowned upon. They said he would probably he would pay less like if he hired a, a professional, you know. Um, yes, a woman of the night. Yes, full time. ECW <laughs> for full year, you know. Right, yep. Yeah. We're talking ten million dollars now, maybe more now. But honestly, since Triple H has been there, it's, it's revitalized WWE. That's good. So here, right? He's preparing. They added the cheers in there. Of course they did. This will be the next evolution of television history. Thank you very much. So, Thank he doesn't say what it is. <laughs> he just leaves it like that. Basically That's saying, it. you see a smile going, ECW's like, gone. It's done. Like a shit on ECW. He felt good about that, I'm sure. As a result, NXT was born. So, the idea of NXT was to pair up wrestlers from WWE's developmental territory, Florida Championship Wrestling, dubbed the Rookies, with wrestlers from the existing Raw and SmackDown brands appropriately, dubbed pros. It was pros 
with rookies. And each episode featured the rookies being mentored by the pros as he developed their characters and performance skills in front of the crowd. So the pairings also enabled the show to cross over into WWE's Raw and SmackDown programs to kind of cross promote the shows. So as the length of each season differed, features of the competition occur at different times, depending upon the season and the competition itself. So it's kind of like when the WWE did uh, Tough Enough. Right. Yes, in a oh, way. It was on M- yeah. MTV, but it's like a little bit in tough enough on steroids. Yeah. Not literally steroids, but steroids. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, you could say right. So, I want to just get you some footage. So you would have pairings, multiple pairings, like the Miz. Like I said, we paired with Daniel Bryan, who Daniel Bryan was had more experience than the Miz tenfold. It was a better wrestler than the Miz, but right. the Miz was a pro. Because he a was in WWE before Daniel right. Bryan, so they would do weird segments where they would do um, like keg keg races, agility drills, just very strange things. You know that would it would then turn out to be the real so they, world of WWE in a way. Oh, it was like um, yeah, like a real world, like you know, Big Brother kind of thing. Like just like in they were way, just watching yeah. people do like yeah. different uh, challenges. Yeah, so I'm going to play right now for you. This is Daniel Bryan. It's Bryan Danielson, his debut. That's so he's the rookie. He's the rookie. Especially considering that my WWE pro was The Miz. Uh, and he hates The Miz. And they would have a great feud in WWE hey, 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 years hey. later when Daniel Bryan was, was the top star. The world, like and he the says he hates words. The Miz already. <laughs> I'm sorry. Seriously, I wish my pro was William Regal, but William Regal trained <laughs> you get what uh, you get. D- Daniel Bryan, so he wanted gotcha. him, but da- right. William Regal trained somebody else. It was it was apparent. Just told me to come out here so in addition to matches, uh, weekly my challenges were held Bryan. to further test the rookie's physical and mental capacity. So, like I said, the keg carrying contest, an assault course, finally, a rock'em sock'em tournament. Here in the WWE. What have, what, seasons, what what if any of that have to do with wrestling? Right. Now, NXT, this is. And, and this is what, what Shane was wanted. They. He, this is not what well, they wanted. Well, not this. No, Shane wanted what kind of what Triple H what would do is. to NXT before NXT 2.0. Okay. So during seasons one and two, there's the Miz. The, Miz. Uh, the winner of the weekly challenge received a special prize, uh, such as a main event match, or a talk show segment, or a feature on WWE's website. The goal was whoever won would get a contract to move to Raw or SmackDown. Oh, cool. Doesn't sound like the same Miz. Oh, he was better and better. Yeah, this is when he was just learning himself. He's completely different now. So the first winner of of NXT was Wade Barrett. So he won. He was the winner. He was yes. a winner of NXT. There was a men's and women's, but oh, okay. we'll talk about the men's right now because uh, they would have a poll, and we're running right now. It was down to Who's gonna be the David Otunga, who was married to Gen- married to Jennifer Hudson. Congratulations. Okay. And that's Wade Barrett. Like Wade Barrett now is commentating on NXT 2.0. So there's you see right there. There's a pros. You see Matt Hardy, R Truth, right. William Regal, Chris Jericho was on. Was a pro. Going for him is that he married well, but I've seen his wife, so he didn't marry that well, did he? Oh. Uh, CM Punk. That's when CM Punk wore a mask. We'll talk why about he, it. When, why, I was like, why is he wearing a mask? Because he had his head shaved bald. Uh-huh. So he didn't want people seeing his hair. Gotcha. This is when he had the straight edge society. He had to be straight edge to be part of his group. So he was like a Jesus character. Okay. You know, kind of. He's a we're savior. We're going to have to do a CM oh, yeah. Punk It was a great storyline. Yes. Yeah. It was Christian. So most of this lineup here is in AEW right now. Except for right. our truth Yeah, right. William Regal is, right? And The Miz yeah. isn't. No, it's Christian, CM Punk, Matt Hardy, William That's Regan. wild. That's wild. Chris Jericho. What was Chris Jericho doing? He was he was one of the pros? Yes, he was one of the pros. Great speaker and he's a great commentator on NXT. So probably the best thing that came out of this, Mike, and people thought yeah. maybe this was going to re- revitalize WWE. People right. thought it did, it would, but it didn't. One of the most shocking endings on Raw took place where 
you thought Wade Barrett was just the only one who was the winner who's going to go to, to SmackDown or right. Raw. But Wade Barrett decided to bring all of the rookies to Raw to beat up the WWE guys. They even beat up Vince McMahon, which we'll oh, show you right now. <laughs> Again, like, this is this Vince okayed all of this, right? I'm, yes, I'm and this was the end of Raw. People loved this. They thought this revitalized um, the the industry. They thought, you know, this is more cutting edge. Right, yeah. Well, is is so what they have now? You said they call it two point What they have it now? Yes, they. they, they where they do you watch? Where do you watch that? Is it on? Is it strictly? It's, it's online? on. It's on USA. No, it's on USA Network. Oh, we'll kind of briefly USA. discuss the evolution of NXT. You know, we'll go into detail, but we'll say what 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 it turned into over okay. over the years. But uh, what what are your thoughts of having the pros and rookies while I'm searching for the I, kinda, I think it's kind of it's kind of cool, you know, they have uh, you know the pros know, you know, they know the business, you know, they, they, that's what they want you to think that they know the business and that yes. the rookies are you know need to learn, you know live up to what they're doing. Um, not necessarily mean that they know what they're talking about, but yeah. Maybe they could have had different pros. Like I I can see like Chris Jericho as a pro, William Regal as a pro, but yeah, Matt Hardy, okay, Christian, okay, but CM Punk, I don't know. Was he really a pro? Was he just yeah. like, didn't he just arrive in 2007 or something? Yeah. So, yeah, I, well, I, I think I loved your input as the Laps fan going back and get just observing what you think this, this was and what it yeah. turned into. And people thought maybe we'll see something different after season one, the way they threw in all this new talent here. You know, all this, 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 this talent is now from NXT on the main roster. This could revitalize. But what it wound up being was short lived. Yeah, short lived. So we're going to play now the Nexus interrupts. This is what, where the group called the Nexus was born. This was the NXT wrestlers. You see CM Punk right there. This is right. the Straight Edge Society. That's Luke Gallows, CM Punk, Luke Gallows, and Serena Deeb. So, the Nexus group was born as a result of this incident. So, if you go to WWE on YouTube, the Nexus interrupt the main event and reap destruction. This is from June seventh, two thousand and ten. And I would love your input here, Mike. We're going to the twelve twenty-seven, twelve minute twenty. Well, let's do twelve thirty. Mark. So the Nexus is a is a group from NXT. Yeah. yeah. So, right, people saw Lee Barrett come out because they thought he got he should be on Raw SmackDown. He won. Right. But all the NXT guys now are coming out beating up everybody. Everybody. And even John Cena. Yes, everybody. Even Vince McMahon. So what was their what was their the twist, like what? Why? What was the point? That's the, they're that, wondering. Like the rookies are taking over and want their shot. They want their and, like, shot. Wade Barrett's like, I'm not the only one. I'm not getting the shot. I'm bringing everybody with me. So Wade Barrett became the leader. Right. And all everyone it's, that competed in the ring, even Daniel Bryan was in there. This actually, right. this incident led to Daniel Bryan being fired. Why? And he was brought back months later. Well, you tell me what part got him fired. All right. <laughs> what part got Daniel Bryan? Okay. Yeah. So in this ring right now, you'll see a couple of them didn't last long, but a lot of them lasted for a period of time. Wade Barrett, all the way in the left corner. Yeah. Michael Tarver. There's Skip Sheffield, who returned to Ryback. Daniel Bryan. Heath Slater. And Justin Gabriel. So is it like they're starting like a stable here? Is that what yes, there is? Exactly. It's a stable. People thought, is this the new NWL? If you notice, all of them have the N armband on. Right. And this group would change and evolve. CM Punk right. would lead the group at one point. Uh, they would split off and have a separate group called The Core. The Core. Raw and SmackDown. Yeah, we got diluted. Again, a great idea that was very short-lived. Right. Or not handled properly, I should say. I was going to say mostly not handled properly. Yeah. Is this why he gets fired? Is this no. why? No. You'll see why. So I'll you think they're why. just being up Cena, but right. they're beating up now the commentary. Matt Stryker moving out to the 16-minute mark, roughly. Is that the commentators? 
Yes. They just, they just destroyed all the commentators. They, they destroy everything. That's what made it so different. It's destroying the ring. They're not just being. Oh, wow. Look at like, they're tearing up the, the mats they, and everything. That's never been done before. And the fans no, look at wow, these tore cool. up the, yeah. the, the, the ring. They're, even the ring they is torn up. Yeah. They, just, well, they want to ruin everything. No one's seen this before. No, this is the crowd. The crowd's kind of in shock, too. Yeah. And it's funny, it says on YouTube, the most replayed segments around, we'll just go right to that, is around the 17-minute, 53-second mark. Oh, what? what? That's Ryback right there, who skipped Shellfield, who turned it into Ryback. Okay. We'll talk about him showing the future. He left WWE years ago and still hasn't shown it back up anyplace else yet. Anywhere. Does mukbang videos of him eating. What? Yes. <laughs> so they're being CM. They bring up everybody. Good guys, bad guys. They're being CM. Every, Punk any, no, they did not. Uh, so they, they don't care, care about who. if you're a good guy or bad. You're, if you're in Raw or SmackDown, you're the enemy to them. Right. And John Cena, like a champ. It was Still hung in there. Yeah, he he all beat and he took it from everybody. Is that why he got fired? That guy. He kicked the uh, scene in the face like that. They brought. They threw chairs into the ring. Yes. So they've been. You know, they make it all these guys officially are are heels without a doubt. Yes, you would. You think so, right? Mm-hmm. So, this is the incident. Go right to. Where. Daniel Bryan. Yes. We're playing now another clip. I want to show you specifically what happened. They go after ring announcer. Justin Roberts mm -hmm. and Daniel Bryan takes Justin Roberts tie. They rip off his shirt, take his tie and he's choking him with his tie. Like he's actually choking him. Yeah. Looks like he is, you know, right? Because Vince told him, make it look real, make it look intense. And right. it looked too real to where, you know, they consider it like, you know, I don't want to say hanging, but it looked like it was a violent attack. See right here. They grab Justin Roberts. Security comes out, try to save him. Is that Kurt Angle? It, it believable. No, it's security. Oh, security. They watch. They rip off his shirt here. And you tell me, you know, and this WWE had to fire him because it was a public, a you know. Violent, a violent, a violent yeah. act. But they gave him basically a notion that he would come back in a few months, which he did. He would come back at SummerSlam. See right here, look. Oh, yeah. Yeah, actually, yeah, you can see that it actually is yeah. hurting. He was actually choking well, him. No, Joe, he said he was selling it. Oh, he was? Yeah, he was uh, If he was, that was really good. Yeah. He was making yeah. it look really good. Justin Roberts now works for AEW, and Daniel Bryan said to him, I'm sorry for choking you years ago. <laughs> that was a pretty violent choke, yeah. But, yeah, so. but you know what? I think that would have been fine before, you know, during the Attitude Era. era. Well, yeah. Well, now they're back to PG fourteen. They were P. They were still, uh, you know, they're TV fourteen. Now they're 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 uh, at this time they were PG. Right. So I think that would have been fine back then, you know, back then. But it's interesting. Well, at this point, how even Vince McMahon got attacked to prove that the Nexus are bad. They're not under Vince. They want to attack Vince himself. And Vince takes a beating. Take a look at this, Mike. Monday Night Raw, Nexus attacks Mr. McMahon. Look at his hair. This is what he was growing it back in from being bald. Yeah. Wow. Not even Vince can, can get away from these guys. I think he told him, and he goes, don't take it easy on me. If you take it easy on me, you're fired. That's what they said to him. <laughs> Yeah, so th this, you know, you're talking now. They brought him back in. 2010, right? Yeah. So, Vince, this was 12 years ago. 
Vince was 65 here. Again, this, yeah. you know, it's... Amazing. Well, good for 65. Yeah, look at all the. Spent a lot of time at the gym. Yeah. Ooh. Yes. Wow. That was a he big told, hit yeah, from that dude. Yeah, he told him, hit me. Yes, that's... That was a big hit. That's Ryback. Skip Shellfield at this time, then turned to Ryback. That was a big hit. And then this is the Wasteland move. This was Wade Barrett's move. So you see the fans kind of quiet, you know? They're very quiet. Shocked. Doing this They're really so, shocked. They don't really know what the, how to handle yeah. this. We'll talk about what happens in the Nexus, you know, as we move along in this podcast. But yeah. they, you know, they eventually fizzle out, you know. And but, so what happened with NXT was season two was was you know the same as season one in a way. The so rookies pros from season three onward, there was a greater emphasis emphasis on challenges and less wrestling in a way. Of course, right? Right. Yeah. So, Why would they wrestle? Yeah, instead of awarding prizes to the winner of the challenges, points were awarded to the winner with a tally would be would add up to a certain point number for them. Season four uh, saw the introduction of challenge matches involving the, the entire roster of pros versus rookies, where the winner would be given the chance to swap their respective rookie or pro to, to kind of change it up. Then in various weeks, polls were held to evaluate the success of each rookie. Um, it eventually became a show in its own to where it was left sci-fi was on the internet and on Hulu and they would have their own little storyline. So it was, you know, they got rid of like the competition format and you saw wrestlers like Derek Bateman who would become EC3. You would see who would eventually become into Fandango, Johnny Curtis. So a lot of these up and comers would be, have their own little storylines and NXT was like a mini soap opera in its own floating right. on an island. That until May of 2012, where the show's format was revamped. This is when Triple H started to take charge of the developmental system, when he okay. started to act, uh, wrestle a lot less and more so be more proactive behind the scenes. Right. So to help, to help the growth of the, of the business. Yes. So they developed a performance center, which was geared to train wrestlers in WWE style, you know, hiring trainers, you know, Matt Bloom, Bill DeMott was Hugh Morris, Matt Bloom, who was, you know, remember Albert mm -hmm. from Testing yep. Albert. Mm -hmm. Still there to this day. So the, the show began using more talent from FCW as well as talent from the main roster. Uh, and it was taped at Full Sail University. So Where? A small Where was it? Where was it filmed? Full Sail oh, okay. University. Okay. Uh, and it continued to air uh, NXT Redemption. Um, and then they would be on, on WWE.com, go to WWE Network, then be on Hulu itself as well. That eventually it grew. Triple H expanded. It was popular. A lot of the ECW, uh, AEW stars now were mm -hmm. from, from NXT. There? Yeah, and that would be the feeder system. Kevin Owens came from NXT. You know, oh, from cool. the I like the Kevin Adam Owens. Cole is in AEW now. Um, Sami Zayn, Roman Reigns was in NXT. Seth oh, Rollins really? was in NXT. Oh, so uh, it is working. It's working. It, yeah. Well, they, it worked. But, I don't know what are they yeah. doing now, but it, it they did work. They changed it with 2.0, which we can get into. That's more current day. But yeah. uh, they focused on a mix of training their own wrestlers with great, the best from the independent scene. That's right. why Kevin Owens was there, et cetera. So it evolved. So you look from where we began, Mike, from ECW being revamped to where I think Triple H finally had the vision, a similar, as close as you can get to the vision of Shane McMahon and Paul Heyman initially when they brought back ECW. Right. was the revamped NXT outside of this format we just discussed. Right. When it was rebranded in 2012 NXT, that was as close as you were going to get to an ECW, a new ECW vibe. New ECW vibe. Gotcha. So your thoughts on everything? Well, I think I think they really... Uh, it's, it's a shame uh, how they let... Uh, it's a shame how, they, how ECW like kind of dwindled away like that. They almost should have, faded, yes. you know, they should have maybe had a better business plan for it rather than yeah. kind of just wing it off of Rob Van Dan's uh, uh, suggestion, right? Almost, you know. Well, there were a lot of ECW wrestlers, I didn't mention this before, too, that weren't a part of it, like Shane Douglas, et cetera, that they, Shane decided to run his own hardcore reunion show to counter ECW One Night Stand. Gotcha. So you that's know, probably maybe a lot of... Okay, you know, so that cool. was big. The reunion, ECW reunion was big. So, 
Right. Shane, Shane Douglas had his own version, but when you all know, WWE had the one night stand. So, um, but to this day, people still chant ECW. When they see Paul Heyman, they still chant ECW. Yeah, so you can't, how can you not, though? How can you not? Yeah, he, Paul absolutely. Heyman is ECW. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So that wraps up WWECW to NXT. So we close that chapter, Mike. Right. Do you miss that ECW? I do. Not this version, I, but the old ECW. But the original ECW, I do. Yes. Yeah, because it, it was always... I always enjoyed watching the videotapes, you know, all the videotapes of ECW that came out. And it was, it was, it was different. It wasn't always, it wasn't, uh, you know, high, yeah. I guess, you know, it wasn't, you know, family oriented, really. It was it the was, adult, the extreme. It was another genre, yeah, which, yeah, which people still clamor for. AEW has a lot of ECW tones to it. A lot of inspiration yeah. of ECW. The yeah. Attitude Era was from, was, you could say spark from the ECW. It, we definitely, without, without a doubt, definitely spark from I'm ECW. I would agree with that. We close that I, chapter, Mike. Yeah. Go ahead. No, that's that's it. I think that's yeah. I think that's you know, I just like I said, I enjoyed ECW and it's a shame how it, it demised. But hopefully with the new, you know, Triple H taking over for uh NXT, it, it's gonna, you know, be something special. Well, Triple H is now in charge of the the WWE creative now. I mean Shawn Michaels right, is now true. running NXT two point so oh, okay. they, they want the one-two punch to be, you know, Shawn Michaels handling the developmental NXT and Triple right. H handling the main roster now. So that's we'll see. Of, I think we're in great hands. That's kind of cool too. Yeah, that's kind of cool. Think about that. Yeah, I'm good. That was yeah, good. So that, that was a good recap. That was a re- yeah. recap for that ECW. There's so much more to get into. The other characters from ECW that were weird, you know. We, yeah. The, the more uh, the Mordecai Kevin Thorne character. Right. Very odd, the vampire kind of character. So there's a lot of other stuff we can cover. You know, boogie, uh-huh. you know, all that stuff was, was odd <laughs> in ECW. But that's really a synopsis of, of what happened. No uh, general overview. We can go hours in depth. Yeah, of course. We close the chapter there. We look forward to next week, Mike. Are we still on play for our next watch along? HBK Which, Taker Two at WrestleMania yes. 26, Shawn Michaels retirement match. Yes, yes, we are. I'm excited for that. I can't wait to see the the finale uh, or the uh, sequel to the original one. Yes, even though it wasn't dubbed a retirement match, it was if Shawn Michaels loses, he would retire, or the streak would be broken. Either way, streak would end, or Shawn Michaels would retire. Then the following week, we'll cover the rest of WrestleMania 26 and move from there. Whether you want to cover a different topic or go right into WrestleMania 37, another watch along. So that's the that's the plan. Yeah, we still have to do the Miz. We're coming up on yes. the Miz. Yeah, I think CM Punk Edge. 26th. We have an Edge. We have yes. an Edge one. We have to do. I heard right. Edge and CM Punk. Yes. Yeah. So CM Punk Edge Miz twenty six into twenty seven. So we got a lot on the docket, Mike. Okay. Again, so great bringing you back in time to reliving this. Uh, at Sean Beckerman at MSW twenty six on Twitter at Still Wrestling on Twitter as well as Instagram. You still watch Wrestling Podcast underscore. I'm glad you're coming for the ride. We're bringing you I'm back. back in. I'm coming back, baby. Yes, baby. As we say, baby, Mike. Uh, Look at the clock. I'm sorry, buddy. Just like around. ECW, we're out of time. Thank you for listening to this episode in its entirety. If you have any questions or would like to follow our projects, please join us on Instagram at Let's All Rewatch the Movies and on Twitter at Let's All Rewatch. We answer all our messages, so don't hesitate to reach out.